It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, April 24th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Petersburg has declined overtures from the Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium to build a new medical center and is moving forward with plans for a new borough-owned hospital. The Petersburg Assembly authorized plans for the new facility on Monday. Now the Petersburg Medical Center's board can start drawing up plans for the facility. But as KFSK's Shelby Herbert reports, some community members have concerns about what assembly members are calling the biggest project in the history of Petersburg. The project would replace the existing Petersburg Medical Center with a new facility, which would include updated infrastructure and seven additional beds. The building is roughly 60 years old, and Petersburg Medical Center CEO Phil Hofstetter says the cracks are starting to show. There's a clock ticking on the major components of our facility, and they are failing. Almost 10 years ago, PMC hired architect JYL out of Juneau to complete a comprehensive facility conditional assessment. The results show that almost all major infrastructure and architectural standards were at the end of life or exceeded their life. These conditions have forced the hospital to cut back on certain medical services. The hospital had to stop providing obstetrical care 15 years ago, forcing Petersburg's pregnant citizens to travel elsewhere to give birth. Petersburg Borough Assemblymember Scott Newman says it's time for a new facility. Look around this room. Look at how old we are. (laughs) We're all aging. And the facility that we have is, well, I'm 58 years old and I was born in it. (laughs) You know, my wife works there. I've heard stories for 30 years about things breaking down. The borough owns Petersburg Medical Center, but it's operated by a semi-autonomous board. Petersburg's hospital board is planning to source the $85 million necessary to build and outfit the new hospital from state and federal grants. But some community members still have reservations. Don Koenigs is one. He told the assembly he's worried about what happens after construction is complete. He said maintenance and upkeep costs could burden the community. You need to figure out how you're going to own and operate that facility. I believe that should be presented to the public before you start moving forward with your site selection, getting a contractor. Asking dumb questions is much easier than correcting dumb mistakes. Koenigs asked the assembly to seek approval from the public before they sign off on the project. My suggestion to you is to make sure that before you proceed with this project, you have the confidence and the vote of the public on what you're endeavoring to try to do before you authorize construction and, and selection of a site. Assemblymember Donna Marsh expressed similar concerns over operational and maintenance costs, and she said she thought the $85 million estimate for construction was optimistic. Sounds like a great facility, but I don't think it's going to fit in Petersburg because we cannot afford it. The concept is based on a lot of, if we get this funding, we can do this. I think that's um, a shaky ground, and I know I've spoken to quite a few people who, who wish that it had gone to a vote to the public She was the seven-member assembly's lone vote against a resolution outlining the borough's plans for the new hospital. Mayor Mark Jensen said he was initially worried about leaving Petersburg on the hook if state and federal funding falls through. But, he says, he's talked this through with the borough's attorney, the architect for the project, the contract manager, and the CEO of Petersburg's medical center. Jensen says he's confident that the borough won't be left holding the bag. 
the money's not there, like it says in the resolution, they can't proceed. So we have to have a guarantee that they have the funding before they take each step in the process. I still have reservations about this, but with this resolution, the way it's worded, I think the residents of this town are protected. Newman said he understood others' hesitation, but he said he knew how badly Petersburg needs a new hospital. Like other people have said, it's the biggest project in the history of Petersburg. It's a mountain. It's a mountain to climb. And how do you climb that mountain? You take the first step. None of us have built anything this big. In other business, the Assembly unanimously accepted a $17,000 grant from the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services for new lab equipment for the existing Petersburg Medical Center. The grant will fund a microscope with a camera attachment. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert. The Alaska Raptor Center treats and rehabilitates over 200 injured birds each year, but not all of them can be returned to the wild. Some of these non-releasable birds get to join the center's Raptors in Residence team, where they help teach school kids about the natural history of raptors. KFSK's Shelby Herbert has more on the birds that visited Petersburg schools in the last week of March. Allison the Owl and Jake the Hawk flew down from the Alaska Raptor Center in Sitka to Petersburg, but they didn't fly in on their own. They came on a seaplane with their human handlers. In the Petersburg Middle and High School Auditorium, Jake perches on Jennifer Cedarleaf's gloved hand. Cedarleaf is the avian director for the Alaska Raptor Center. Jake is a red-tailed hawk, a rich brown bird with a pale belly and, you guessed it, a red tail. She intermittently feeds Jake chunks of raw chicken on stage. And then, to her audience's amazement, she pulls out a spray bottle and squirts Jake with water. Cedarleaf explains why. Why did you spray Jake with water? Explain yourself. Uh, so birds don't really sweat like we do. We get hot, we sweat. Um, they sweat through their feet. He also was on an airplane earlier today and hasn't really had any water. Uh, they get most of their moisture from their food that they eat, but he's also eating chicken today, which is a little sticky. Sometimes helps distract them and helps calm them down and cool them down. Jake found his way to the Alaska Raptor Center in 2014. He was taken from the nest as a chick and raised by a 13-year-old boy. After four months, the family surrendered Jake to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. In spite of the strap, or Jess, tethering his foot to Cedarleaf's glove, Jake periodically beats his wings in the air. Jake is completely capable of flying. The injury that brought him to the Raptor Center isn't physical, but behavioral. He can't hunt for himself because he's always relied on humans for food. Petersburg students had lots of questions about him. What do red-tailed hawks like to do? What do red-tailed hawks like to do? That's a good question. Um, it's not one I can answer for sure because I don't know what they're thinking in their brains. I will say what they commonly do is sit in a tree. They spend a lot of their days sitting in a tree or on a cactus or on a skyscraper. Um, they fly when they're looking for food or when they're traveling down south. And they do sometimes play. So not a lot of birds play, but red-tailed hawks have been seen basically passing a stick back and forth in a little game. That's Hannah Blank. They're an avian care specialist at the Raptor Center. They fielded some interesting questions from students. I see a hand in the back, yeah. Uh, will it eat my dog? Will it eat your dog? How big's your dog? Little. Mm, probably not. Not a red-tailed hawk. Bald eagle, maybe. 
Allison the Great Horned Owl is perched on Blank's glove. Allison was admitted to the Bird Treatment and Learning Center in Anchorage with fractured wrist bones and a wound on her chest. She can fly a little bit, but not well enough to survive in the wild. Blank points it out when Allison tucks away the feathery horns on her head. Uh, she's not really showing off her namesake right now, but this species is named after these two tufts of feathers on the top of her head. Sometimes you'll hear those referred to as ear tufts. I personally hate that because they have absolutely nothing to do with her hearing. These tufts of feathers are simply feathers. I prefer the term feather horns because that sounds really metal. Cedarleaf says the raptors haven't gotten to go on tour in recent years. That's because of a statewide outbreak of highly pathogenic avian influenza, a virus that's deadly to birds. However, her team hopes to do more visits this summer, starting with the Yakutat Turn Festival in early June. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert. After a four-day trip to Ukraine and Eastern Europe last week, U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski said she is confident that Ukraine will win its 13-month-old war against Russia. As reported by James Brooks in the Alaska Beacon, Murkowski said on her return that, I am very concerned that if Putin finds success in Ukraine, he will not stop at Ukraine. Last week, Alaska's senior senator and two other U.S. senators flew to Poland and took a 12-hour overnight train trip to Kiev, the Ukrainian capital. Murkowski is a member of the Senate subcommittee in charge of defense spending, and the United States has spent almost $77 billion in Ukrainian aid since January of last year. Officially, Murkowski's trip was one of oversight, determining whether Ukraine is spending that aid appropriately. But she also visited the nation's state-owned electric company and a group of Ukrainians who had received aid directly from Alaskans. She said she was most surprised by the way Ukrainians are continuing to live their lives despite the threat of Russian air raids and missile attacks. She said, they're all going to work, they're doing their jobs and cleaning things up around them. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky himself left the same impression during a brief visit, Murkowski said. He is very, very clear-eyed and absolutely determined. The people of Ukraine are as united as any people I've ever seen. Murkowski added that she's particularly grateful for the Alaskans who have welcomed Ukrainian refugees into their homes. Almost 1,000 Ukrainians have arrived in the state, and she was scheduled to meet with some of them in Anchorage last Friday. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Monday, April 24th, 2023. Today, showers mainly before 4 p.m., high near 44, south wind around 15 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 90%, new precipitation amounts between a tenth and a quarter of an inch possible. Tonight, showers, lows around 38, south wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 90%, new precipitation amounts between a quarter and a half of an inch possible. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW, Sitka. Good morning.